Hello, welcome to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Here you will find cutting-edge information provided by the best experts in the world so you can learn how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Bruno de Gama is the Brazilian Health Nut in a mission to solve the problems you have when trying to lose weight forever. He is a nutritional therapy practitioner, a certified personal trainer, and a holistic lifestyle coach by the Czech Institute. Don't forget to say hello and sign up to our free newsletter at www.brazilianhealthnet.com. Let's go! Hey, Burn Fat Forever Warrior. Here's what happened the other day. I was talking on the phone with a friend that I haven't seen for quite a long time. And he was like, oh, Bruno, my life has changed completely. And I was like, what happened? What happened? And he's just like, oh, I start doing this hot yoga in the morning every day when I wake up. The first thing that I do, I go to this class and then I go to work and I feel like amazing. And I was like, all right, tell me more about this. And he started to tell me all the benefits and how he has been feeling amazing, all of that stuff. And I was like, okay, yes, I, I'm going to try maybe, but I haven't tried any hot yoga yet. However, when I go to Brazil, some of the things that I do there, it's a little bit different when I'm in New York because of the lifestyle, because of the environment, right? And I do some classes, some yoga classes when I'm in Brazil more than here in the United States and I have to tell you I feel quite good after the class and I was like why I don't do this more often so what I've been doing lately here in New York is that I'm trying to do some yoga at home with my friend actually and I was like wait a second this is something that we haven't talked about on the Burn Fat Forever show so I was like "Mm, let me think about something here Who should I bring to teach everything we need to know about yoga? And then I found this amazing girl called Kiki Flynn. And she is, I mean, I don't know what to say. She's just great. She was actually Madonna. Yes, the famous Madonna. She was her coach, her yoga coach for a little bit back in the days. I didn't even know before. And when I was doing some research, I actually found out that pretty cool stuff. Anyway, she has been coaching, teaching yoga for quite a long time. She has a lot of expertise. She has been to India. She has been all over the place. And she knows much more about yoga than anybody that you possibly know, to be honest with you. And that's why I had to bring her to the show to share with you how to use yoga to burn more fat and to have more energy and to look better and to all of those things that you want to have in your health right now. So you're going to love this one. I'm telling you, you're going to be loving this one if you want to start yoga, but, but you don't know how to do, you don't know where to start. All of those things Kiki is going to be talking about here on the show. And, 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 of course, don't forget, there is an upcoming challenge, five-day free challenge with me and for a register for free, for free, just go to BrazilianHealthNuts.com slash challenge. And I'm going to be telling you what to do for five days. I'm going to be helping you. You know, you can do whatever you want to do. But I'm going to give you my best advice here. If you want to jumpstart your burn fat forever journey. All right. So I hope to see you there. I hope that you don't procrastinate. You can pause this podcast here right now before listening to the interview. Go to BrazilianHealthNuts.com's last challenge. All it takes, it's one click and you are in. 
very easy. I make this for busy people who want to change their health forever, but don't know how to start it. Now, let's get to the interview with the great Kiki Flynn. I hope that you enjoy this one. Leave your comments. Don't forget to leave a rate review for us on iTunes, all of the good stuff, and say hi to me wherever you can. Send me an email. I love when you send stuff, guys. All right, time to listen to the show. Enjoy it. All right, thank you so much for being here with us today, Kiki. I super appreciate your time. Can you tell a little bit about who is Kiki Flynn first? <laughs> Hi, Bruno. I'm so happy that I'm here. Thank you. I am a lifestyle and wellness consultant, and I have 35 years background in yoga. So I would say that studying yoga, yoga systems, techniques, meditation, yoga philosophy, traveling to India more than 13 times, everything that I understand about natural health, wellness, lifestyle choices, self-care, it's really coming through the lens of yoga. Mm, okay. So how did you get into that, actually, Kiki? You know, I am an actress, but I was an actress, uh, and I studied acting here in New York City at NYU, And I had a voice and speech teacher for voice and speech technique to be able to relax the voice and um, one, to be able to have just like a fit voice so that you don't lose your voice or become fatigued. Very important as a performer to take care of your body, mm -hmm. but also to be able to be emotionally available as an actor. So we had a new voice teacher and the first thing she said was, Let's start with some yoga. And she took us to these breathing and physical techniques and then a deep relaxation. And I sat up and I was a different person. Mm -hmm. And I looked at everyone in the group. I knew these 10 actors very well. We'd been in class for three or four months, eight hours a day, three days a week. And each person did their most beautiful, most emotionally available work. Everyone was so relaxed. And then it got to me, and I had this experience of being so present, so relaxed. And I thought, I'm going to do this every day. Mm, okay. So and got you. So you graduated from NYU in drama, right? And, exactly. And then you were introduced to yoga. And that's. I was introduced to yoga there. That was the day. And then I had. That was the day. And then I had other teachers over the next couple years that shared other things in yoga, like sun salutations and headstands and shoulder stands. So I put together this personal notebook. Whenever, whatever I did in a yoga class at school, I would wake up every morning extra early and do 30 minutes to an hour of yoga by myself and then start my day. So I was bartending, I was cocktail waitressing, I was rehearsing, I was in dance classes, theater classes, I was exhausted. I still woke up early and did yoga. Mm. Okay. And I still do. So that morning time has always been a very important time for me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Usually I wake up and I have uh, 
I drink water and then I get into me too. <laughs> that's the first thing, right? And then I get it. Excellent. Yeah, and then I get into my meditation, my gratitude, my visualization. And what I've been implementing now, it's a little bit of yoga, actually. So like yesterday, that's great. Dude. I did 30 minutes of yoga, more into the stretching and um, poses and. I felt like amazing. So it's something that I, I have to pay more attention here on for, for myself as well. So you're introduced. It sounds, sorry. I was going to say, it sounds like a good time. We're just coming into the new year. Oh, yeah. So you're just starting to integrate the yoga now. It's a great way to start your year. Yeah. So you were introduced to yoga when you were in school still. So yes. you had this amazing experience that day. How was the next day after that? Did you get into that? Like, like oh, I'm going to just keep doing this more and more and learning. How was the day after yoga? You know, the day after, I just realized I'd been given this key and that I wanted to keep doing it. So really, the next day, I repeated what I had learned in the class. I wrote it down. And I had a good memory. I was... An actor, I was memorizing lines. I was a dancer. I'd been learning choreography, you know, for since I was a teenager. And it just seemed very natural for me. Even though I thought, oh, these breathing exercises are really weird. I've never done anything like this. But I was open-minded. And every week that we did the voice class, she taught, she shared more and more of this yoga. And every week I was just astounded. So, yeah, I felt amazing and I realized it was important. And if I didn't do it, I felt like crap. And I could see it was really good for my mind mm -hmm. to help me stay just positive and uplifted. I mean, it's not easy being 18 or 19 years old. And I was living, you know, in New York City. It was, it's intense now, but it was a very intense place. And my classes were intense and... Yeah. Uh, all this angst coming into adulthood and <laughs> I just, the yoga was really uh, just very important to mm -hmm. my sense of well-being. Yeah, it became your best friend. We're going be yes. to be talking a lot more about yoga here, all the benefits. I have so many things that I want to ask you about yoga. But before that, Kiki, so besides being this wellness educator that you are today, you did other things like you're sharing here with us, right? Can you tell a little bit about um, about more your storytelling and your humor side as well? Yes. What is that? So I guess maybe you're talking about my YouTube videos. So I have a YouTube <laughs> channel, Kiki Says, on YouTube. Yes. And I have 170 videos on YouTube. And my videos are very funny. So... I have a pretty strong comedy background, and I worked as a professional actress. I was naturally a mimic as a child, and I always loved comedy and improvisation. Actually, very early on Comedy Central, I co-hosted with Jon Stewart. I was a guest co-host for uh, many shows on a show with him called Short Attention Span Theater, And we did a lot of improv uh, improvisation. So I just like humor and wit. I like wordplay. I'm a kind of dramatic, colorful person. I can't help that. That's just who I am. I don't even think I know I'm that way. I'm just that way. Um, I don't necessarily do it on purpose. People are like, oh, my God, you're so dramatic. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, God, I guess I am. <laughs> 
Yes. What I wanted to do when I started my YouTube channel, I wanted to share not the yoga per se, though certainly I have yoga foundations on there. I wanted to share everything else I was passionate about. And I wanted to share it in a really fun and humorous way. When I started my YouTube channel, a lot of the what we call evergreen videos, you know, mm-hmm. the videos that the information is evergreen. It's never, it's not trending. It's not going to go out of fashion. It's not going to become obsolete. So my video today on how to do a headstand, it's just as pertinent today as it was when I made it. Or my videos on different herbs and superfoods and chia and yeah. everything. Those are just as pertinent today as when I made them. They're evergreen. So yeah, I, for the audience, check it out. It's a... Uh... Kiki says, right? That's yes. the, the name. It's pretty pretty awesome. We have a lot of awesome information. And also, guys, I'm going to be linking everything that we're saying. We're talking here with Kiki at brazilianhealthnut.com slash yoga. Okay, brazilianhealthnut.com slash yoga. So did you also had something with Madonna? I was uh, reading your bio. There was something there mentioned Madonna. What is that? So I taught Madonna Ashtanga Yoga one-on-one every day or nearly every day for about a three or four year period. I lived in Los Angeles. I worked as an actress. I opened a yoga school there. I owned a yoga school in Los Angeles for 10 years. And I met Madonna in a very curious way. I went to a Sanskrit intensive weekend. So Sanskrit is the ancient language of India and it's the source language for yoga. It's like Latin would be for all the Romance languages. So there's an American teacher, the American Sanskrit Institute. He teaches learn to read Sanskrit in one weekend. And it was up at the Mount Madonna Center in Santa Cruz, California. And I drove up there for the weekend because I wanted to learn Sanskrit. I was traveling to India. My teachers used Sanskrit. Yoga is a Sanskrit word. I was already using Sanskrit terms, but I wanted, you know, I love learning. I, I go all the way. So I wanted to learn this. So there was a really cool woman there. And she said to me, she was doing the course and she said, oh, I teach yoga to Madonna. And I was like, oh, and I remember thinking, that's kind of a curious thing to tell someone. <laughs> But especially back then, right? Uh, So now people are much more, you know, on social media, we can put everything. Back then, celebrities were more um, private, you know. Reserved, yeah. And reserved. And when I've had celebrity clients, I never really spoke about it because uh, I respected their, their, you know, confidence and their privacy. So I said, oh, oh. So it turned out at the end of the weekend that we had friends in common and we just had a really nice connection. We both practiced Ashtanga yoga, but she never actually saw me practice yoga. But I think she saw that I was really focused in the Sanskrit class and respectful. And she found out I had a yoga school. And I I drove home on Sunday night. And on Monday, my phone rang and it was Madonna's office Uh (laughs) I couldn't they're like hi this is Madonna's office I was like what this is Madonna's personal assistant and you were recommended to 
teach Madonna one on one. Are you available to start tomorrow? Her current teacher can only see her two or three times a week, and she needs someone on you know every other day. Those other three days a week. Yeah, and I amazing. said, I said yes, I'm free. And yeah. the next day, I was walking into Madonna's beautiful home and really teaching one of the most disciplined, focused, capable people I have ever met, which shouldn't mm-hmm. be surprising, of course. I mean, she's so capable. She had a very, Madonna was a dancer. And of course, we know she's a great dancer, but she really, her training was extraordinary. And her body mind connection is incredible. Yeah. So that was, that was just awesome. great. Yeah. And that's that a great, great experience. I could ask you so many things just about Madonna now. <laughs> so curious right now, but we have to make sure we are covering our main topic today, which is. Yoga. So let's let's go deep here, Kiki. What is yoga really? I would say, you know, when I talk about yoga, what is it really? I really, it's something what I now call yoga mind. So yoga is a mind, a quality of mind, of awareness that is effective, that we can see clearly. And we can act as we choose to the outcome that we desire. Mm-hmm. So when we're under high stress and we react from stress and we react from past history and most of what we do is emotionally colored, we are not in this place of clarity of yoga mind. So there are all these techniques from these traditions of yoga that were developed and shared and handed down over thousands of years, a couple thousand years at least, and different yoga philosophy texts and meditational techniques and postural techniques, breathing techniques, visualization techniques. All these techniques are called yoga, and all these techniques, we can practice one or many of them And we practice them really to the same goal, which is to come to this state of mental clarity and sort of body-mind ease, which really enhances our way of seeing. And when we reduce all that stress, when we're really present, then we actually come from a place of love, of compassion, of clarity, of joy. So I would say that's what yoga is. Mm, okay. And then, so it's much more than just uh, exercise or activity that you are doing with your body, right? Absolutely. But these yoga postures are the most popular way in. Right. So most mm-hmm. people are introduced to yoga, to the physical postures and Now we have so many blends of yoga and we have yoga, you know, which is great. Yoga is everywhere. It's in gyms, it's in yoga schools, it's in fitness centers, it's free on YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) So yeah, we can really get yoga everywhere. But there have been a few strong traditions of the physical yoga in the US and in Europe, you know, coming from India. And 
now there's a lot of blending and a lot of improvisation and creativity as well as there still being these um, systems, these strong systems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to ask you a little later here about your experience in India. But before that, what is really like the biggest difference between all these styles that we have in the market nowadays? Because you are in New York, I'm here in New York too, almost every single day. And I go, I walk, every corner there is some yoga studio. There is so many options out there. What are the there are so main, many the main differences, really? Do you know what I would say? I would say right now, a couple things. One, we have a lot of yoga schools. The more yoga schools we have, the more the students are spread out over all these yoga schools. And really, the, the more difficult it is, despite the popularity of yoga, it's quite difficult for yoga schools to flourish financially. So what we see is a lot of yoga schools offer teacher trainings. And of course, the teacher trainings benefit the students because the students get to go deeper into yoga. Consequently, we have hundreds and hundreds of new yoga teachers every month. And we have a lot of new yoga teachers, you know, with limited experience. I think a lot of what we're seeing in yoga, it's just sort of yoga by Susie, yoga by Joe, yoga by there's because there's not a lot of experience there. We get a lot of interpretive yoga, mm -hmm. but it's coming from these stronger traditions. So I'd say one of the biggest influences in yoga, we see the vinyasa yoga, the flow yoga, and these are all traced to the pure style or form, which is Ashtanga yoga. Mm -hmm. And Ashtanga yoga is the practice that I've been doing since 1993. And Are you familiar with Kundalini yoga? I am familiar with Kundalini yoga. So that's a whole other school. I'd say we don't see a lot of Kundalini yoga out in the mainstream, but more at the Kundalini yoga schools, which have a a solid presence and a strong following. And actually the first yoga that I was introduced to in that voice class was, though I didn't know it at the time, Kundalini yoga. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated from college, there was a little yoga school in the East Village that had yoga class consistently every single morning. And this is in the 80s, mid to late 80s in New York City. There was probably five yoga schools in New York City Remember, there was no internet, and very few people even knew what yoga was. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I didn't even know when I when I was in Brazil. I used to play. Right. I used to play tennis and, and soccer. Those were my two sports. And I remember when I was on a on a competition in tennis, and a friend of mine told me he was doing some yoga to help with his mental and relaxation and was like, what is that? Yoga, yoga, we have all these names and right, right. started a discussion about the name, how to say really. It was funny because I'd never, that's great. you know, and yeah, that's, uh, I, I'm right now I'm here. We are here in New York, so popular everywhere. Right now there is yoga, like you said, we can, you can find anywhere. Kiki, do you think we can choose like a specific style 
of yoga to focus on a specific result. So if you want to improve our strength, we focus on this kind. If you want to focus more into, I don't know, like relaxation, we focus on that style. What's your take on that? What I would recommend is to choose a traditional style or, you know, school. So my recommendation would be rather than, yes, go to the gym or go to your fitness center, take yoga, be introduced, enjoy it, have fun. But if someone is really interested in yoga, find out who your teacher's teachers are. Find out what, if you liked that class, what is the main uh, influence of that class? And if someone says, oh, my main influence is Iyengar yoga or my main influence is Kundalini or Ashtanga, go to that specific school and work with the most long-term teacher. Go to the mm -hmm. teacher yeah, with the most experience. Go to the school with the, um, the longest tradition and a system of respect yeah. for the teachers, for the system, with teachers that have really trained and continue to train right especially and like we said here before there is so many and we don't really know who is good anymore and and i see this with everything that we do nowadays because of dr google you know we have this google right every That's every right. we can find so many people and so many information and we can just find experts for everything but we don't really know what's the background what's the studies that they've been through all those things so it's it's really important to find somebody who we can really uh, trust right so yes and it's the experience of the teacher so i've been teaching for over at least 25 years Yeah. I'm not exaggerating if I say I've taught thousands and thousands of students. Yeah. And so I travel and teach around the world. I teach in teachers' trainings. I, meet, I create yoga programming for uh, people with various ailments or disability or seniors or elders, multiple sclerosis, spinal cord injury, muscular dystrophy. I really, because my teacher taught for... 70 years. Wow. <laughs> and he could look, it was, we felt as if he could read our minds. We felt like he had a crystal ball. Mm. How could he know someone's condition so well? How did he know how to therapeutically address each person individually? Because he had taught tens of thousands, um, you know, consistently. So, If someone is young and fit and they have a dance background or a fitness background, they're in their 20s or early 30s and they have no fear of injury and they're super well-rounded, they can do anything. They can go mountain climbing. They can do try parkour. You can try, you know, anything. You can uh, register for a marathon the day before and go for it. <laughs> If someone is recovering from an injury, if someone has health concerns, if someone is overweight, if someone has diabetes, if someone has arthritis or a heart condition, or they should not go to the yoga class or the fitness class at the gym, mm -hmm. right? They really need to be getting, uh, they have to be working only with experienced teachers in any field, And so if someone has an, an interest in taking their yoga further, 
yes, choose one system or school and really dedicate yourself there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So Kiki. And in terms of the benefits to answer your other question, sorry, Bruno, is each system, if done fully with a full commitment, with a, um, a skilled teacher will give reduced stress, overall fitness, increased strength, increased flexibility. Each system will do that with a skilled teacher. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hey, Burn Fat Forever Warrior. I hope that you are enjoying the show. Just a quick break here because I want to offer something very, very special. I want to invite you to my free five-day health challenge that's coming up. All you have to do is just go to brazilianhealthnuts.com slash challenge and register for free right now. During this five-day, I'm going to be personally coaching you with the help of hundreds of other people who are also in the challenge and going to give you the whole support to start your health journey. Burning more fat, feeling better, having more energy, just becoming this amazing human being, this healthiest version of yourself that I know that you want to have in your life. So don't procrastinate, take action and just join us on brazilianhealthnuts.com slash challenge and I will see you there. Right, so let's get back to the show right now. Enjoy it. Yes, awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Kiki. And let me go deep here. So, what, what else? What are the main benefits related to yoga, really? What, what else do you see, like that you, that you can share here with us? You know, I would say one thing that I hear back a lot from my clients and students. And I'm always surprised when they tell me this because I didn't know this would have been a concern for them is anger management, Uh, people losing their temper and really getting stressed out. And I've had big CEOs say to me, oh, I, I had a, you know, I had my board meeting and I usually lose my temper and storm out of the room, but I didn't do that. (laughs) And I'm like, what? You used to lose your temper and storm out of the room. And I've heard that, you know, with parents, uh, especially like parents of teenage kids. And they're like, oh, my kids have noticed a difference that I'm much more calm and I'm not losing my temper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that we see is that someone is able to make healthier food choices yeah. and healthier meal choices that the kinds of cravings that they have or the kind of late night eating that they do, that that changes. Mm. And what comes with yoga too is a desire to eat healthy and to eat clean because we become more sensitive to any discomfort. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. notice that, oh, if they overeat, if they overdrink, they feel stiffer, they feel sluggish, they're you know, they're not able to have the experience in yoga that they are, they've been having. So people start to make those changes. Well, if I want to go to yoga in the morning or I want to go to yoga after work, then I'm going to pack my own lunch or make these uh, different choices or get to bed early. So it, it starts to affect the whole 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 lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. And for people who are listening right now, you know, wondering, oh, yoga and weight loss, what's the connection? 
And like Kiki is saying here, everything is connected. It's a holistic approach in order for you to lose weight for the rest of your life, to achieve what I call burn fat forever. You have to look in all areas of your life. And yoga, like we see here, is taking over the whole life by storm pretty much. Especially yes. with stress, which is huge. You can't well, we lose don't... weight with not having management of stress. Right, because of cortisol, yeah. right? And so yoga is a great stress management tool. And it, that really comes down to the breathing. So when we have steady, even breathing, it resets the fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. And that's really key to managing the adrenal and cortisol response. So just that even breathing, we move out of that fight or flight, and then the body, uh, when we no longer have stress, we're actually able to burn fat or to have healthy metabolism and to stoke the digestive fire. Yes, it's so true. So important here. Yoga is one of the things that I, I really feel good when I do it, but I don't do it very often. So it's something that I'm going to be working um, through, throughout the, the next year here coming up. Uh, as we record this, we are in 2016, uh, but it's something that I really enjoy doing and I'm going to commit to do more, Kiki, I'm telling you here. <laughs> good, good. I'm so happy I could inspire you. Thank you, Kiki. So, like you said before, you've been to India more than 12 times, right? Yes, isn't that amazing? Wow, I haven't been once, <laughs> but uh, but I really want to go there. It's, it's, a, it's a place very different from Brazil and, and from the U.S., where I live right now. So I always, I'm always trying to find something unique and India is for sure a place to be. But what would you say, Kiki, is the biggest difference here between the yoga practice there in India and here in the Western world? I would say one thing in India is everybody just knows that yoga is good for you. You know, they grow up with yoga or aware of yoga, knowing that their country is the birthplace of yoga. And so people in India are just like, oh, yoga, yes, that is Indian. We do that in school. Yoga is good for you. People just know that. There's not a question. Here, I, I don't, you know, I try not to do it anymore, but I can assure you for years and years and years, I was convincing people, you have to do yoga. Yoga is great. Do yoga. Yoga is great. So here we still have to convince people. We have to tell them why and how many different ways yoga is going to help them. In India, everybody knows. You don't have to convince them they know. What I do enjoy when I go to India is when Indians ask me my yoga advice. Mm, <laughs> like, that's good. Well, you've come this far to learn yoga from us. What do you think is the best benefit or what do you think is the most important thing for weight loss or for headaches or for diabetes. So actually some of my Indian Sanskrit professors who are not necessarily physical yoga practitioners, right? They're more philosophical yoga practitioners. They will ask me my, to teach them yoga. My, um, I used to travel to India. Many of my trips was with my husband at the time, my ex-husband. And so we were teaching the my Sanskrit professor's family. And so I think like three mornings a week, 
he would uh, teach all the men. We would teach in one large room, but all the 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 uncle, the father, the the brothers-in-laws, and the kids, the males were on one side, and then I had my professor and her sister-in-laws and the daughter on my side, and uh, we were teaching them yoga, and that was really exciting. We had gone to her to learn Sanskrit and philosophy, and they greatly admired uh, my teacher, Patabi Joyce, who was celebrated certainly in Mysore, India, and all over India, and now all over the world. And he gave us permission. She asked him permission, and we had permission to teach their family. So awesome. even though I was there to learn everything, I also had an opportunity to share yoga with people. Yeah, that's the best. Awesome. So Kiki, let's pretend here I am a, a mom who is a little bit overweight and just stressed and have... I have no time in my life. I have kids. I'm also an entrepreneur, so I'm just busy with my career as well. And But I decide, you know, it's time for me to take care of my health, to lose some weight, to lose this belly fat, to get my confidence back. And I decide that I really want to start yoga. What's your best advice for this woman? My advice is you only need 15 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. So... If you think that, that. <laughs> if you think that you need to get to a class to bring your clothes, to bring your yoga mat, to have that extra time to drive to the class or take the subway to the class, and then after the class, most people would be looking at two hours, right? Right. Just for one yoga class, and then if they think, well, I want to do that two, three, four times a week, they're looking at eight or ten hours that they just don't have. Mm -hmm. And so what I would tell that woman is find a yoga school that's close to your home or close to your work. Mm -hmm. Start small, just commit something small. Right. I was doing something yeah, and then go on the website and see the classes that best suit your schedule. Yeah. See of those classes which teacher has the most experience and try to go to that class twice a month. And when you wake up in the morning, wake up 15 minutes early, roll out of bed in your pajamas. Don't brush your teeth. Don't change your clothes. Don't get a yoga mat. Just roll out of bed down to the floor. Do 15 minutes of something that you remember from that class. Do that four or five mornings a week. And those 15 minutes will change your life. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was doing a video for my program yesterday where I was talking about creating momentum, how, how important it is. Right. Want, oh, that's great, yeah, Bruno. If you want to succeed. And I, I got into a lot of things on that video, but the first thing is just to commit to something very small so that you cannot fail. Actually, it was like, right. about, I have two rules for you to create momentum. Number one, you never fail. So making sure that you set something very small that you don't fail, like 15 minutes a day, that's very small. It's achievable. So you're not going to be able to fail. Number two, the rule number two to create momentum is to always remember rule number one. So make right. sure you're not ever right. failing because that's how you really create momentum. And after having those 15 minutes in your life, 
it becomes easier and easier. And then you can maybe think about implementing a little more when you're already feeling comfortable, implementing more time or just taking a different class. But once you're already comfortable with that, once you already create the habits, that's super important. Yes. And someone will feel the benefits. Mm -hmm. They will feel the benefits of that 15 minutes. And then the other thing that I would say, and this might seem overwhelming or daunting, but we don't prepare our own meals. We will never have true health. Mm-hmm. I talk and, about this all the time. That's so true. Yes. The best, yeah. Go ahead. So, sorry. Um, if someone says, I don't have time to cook, then they are really... I don't have time to shop. I don't have time to cook. They need to reassess their entire life because what they're saying is I am not taking responsibility for myself. I'm turning it over to strangers. I'm turning it over to fast food. I'm turning it over to the restaurant. I'm turning it over to the vending machine. And we absolutely cannot do that. To choose organic food, to rinse it, to cut it, to handle it, to prepare it, to use spices, to, to smell it cooking, to eat that, to share that with our loved ones, with our family, with our friends. That is really the, that's the heart yeah. of good health. And then to have your leftovers and to take that to work or carry that with you, give that to your kids for school. That's the foundation for health. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have time for that, um, then we really have to... Don't have time uh, to be healthy. Work with, you have to work with a health coach. Yeah, to figure it out. Um, so true. Because if you don't work with a health coach now, you will be working, you will be on a lot of medications yeah. with a lot of frustration and a lot of despair in 10 or 15 years from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. And uh, I get this question a lot. So what's like the... With my best advice, and I always say this, learn how to cook. And this yes. coming from a person here, Kiki, I have to tell you, when I left home to, <laughs> to Sao Paulo, the big city of Sao Paulo, when I was, right. uh, I think, 20 years old, I didn't know how to make an egg. Seriously, right. I didn't know anything about it. So I had to, to learn. And and I still, I don't enjoy cooking, but I, I see the benefits and I know the importance. So I can really pretty much take care of myself nowadays but because I know the value I know the importance that's great when I don't really enjoy something so Kiki let me ask you this question I have to ask you is yoga a fad you know I've been asked this question for you know 20 15 15 years or something I would say that there is a part of all of this yoga right now that is a fad you know if we're, but yes, yoga is a fad. It's trending. Yoga is trending. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Yoga is definitely trending, but for the percentage of people that are doing yoga, that our are inspired and really feel the benefits, those people will continue to look deeper, to find authentic teachers and to become part of thriving yoga communities at local schools and to eventually 
you know, study with teachers that have been to India or to travel to India themselves. So yes, it's, there's a huge part of yoga. It's a fad. It's definitely on an uptrend. I definitely see it going on a downtrend, but that doesn't mean it won't change your life. That Mm. doesn't mean it doesn't have these extraordinary life-changing benefits. Mm -hmm. Great, great answer. Thank you so much. My last question here for you, Kiki, is what do you think is the secret here to burn fat forever? And the name of the show is Burn Fat Forever. Burning meaning, you know, like really eliminating for for just kind of like never gaining back, right? Because if you lose something, you might find. And fat, not weight, not water or muscle, fat. And forever for the rest of their lives, sustainable. What do you think is the secret here? I, I don't really like this question of secret for right. no, number one, but, you know, let, let's give one, one here, one secret. I'm going to say one thing, not to, I don't want to contradict you, but I want to say it now. It's cold out. It's winter. I'm a woman. And it is natural for our bodies to put on fat in the winter. Our, that is the survival of the human race is based on that. So one thing I would say, particularly to the female listeners, if you put on a little fat, a few pounds, if your jeans are a little tight in the winter, don't get upset. It's serving a good purpose and it's, it's good. It's healthy. It's good. We don't want to starve ourselves in the women, you know, tend to want to stop eating if they put on fat. So first of all, I want to say, If we look at these traditional health systems, naturopathic health, the Ayurvedic Indian health system, the traditional Chinese medicine health system, which is really a far-reaching and extraordinary healing system, it is natural for us, but for women, if you put a couple pounds on in the winter, don't worry about it. That's what I would say. It's going to keep you warm and healthy and happy. But in addition to that, I would say, Do not starve yourself. And I just want to tell you a warning. I have friends who, I never did this, but I have girlfriends and I have clients who are in their 40s or they're in their 50s and they were top athletes, top performers, totally fit, huge achievers. And they were able to do that by eating very little food, living on coffee. And when they start to have kids or turn 40, turn 50, their metabolism is collapsed and they gain a lot of weight. Their thyroid is shot and, it is, and they keep starving themselves thinking that weight's going to come off and they keep gaining more weight. So the true fat burner is eat real food and eat healthy fats. Never sn- eat food meals that are satisfying and never snack. What we see today is people are eating very small portions for their meals and then they're snacking. So they're eating all day. Not everyone is like you, Bruno. You're young, you're fit, you have incredible training. Because you're training all the time and you have lean muscle, uh, you can snack because you're, you're feeding calories to your muscles. People that are sedentary, they're commuting an hour to and from work sitting They're sitting at a desk eight to 10 hours a day. They're collapsing on the couch and watching Netflix at the end of the day. Someone who's sedentary for 20 hours a day, 
they can't snack. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's really what I talk about here all the time. Uh, oh, that's great. Yes, that's really the message here. You don't have, first of all, it's not about eating less and suffering at the gym to lose weight. That doesn't work. You're gonna actually right. fail. And second, yes, you. Uh, it's something that I've been really implementing with clients, with people, with uh, with myself. It's fasting, but that's a different topic. Actually, I'm gonna have an expert just to talk about fasting on February. And I look forward to that. And I I do believe in um, intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. definitely. And I did that naturally for years because I practiced yoga. I would wake up at 3 a.m., 3:30 a.m. when I was in India, and also when I had my school. And so I would easily fast 12, 14 hours every day before my first meal. Yeah, so, that's a yes. fascinating topic. And I'm going to have Dr. Jason Fung. He's an expert into, into fasting. I just finished his book uh, last week. And I'm so excited to have him on the show. It's going to be amazing. I just got the confirmation from him yesterday. Congratulations. So, <laughs> so what I would say is, For women, women want to count fat and they want to count calories. And I would say that is broken. That is junk science. Boom. It doesn't work. Our My mother, our grandmothers, they really tortured themselves with that. And it doesn't. We cannot starve our way to happiness. Yes. We have to nourish and enjoy and eat well-rounded meals On a daily schedule, our body likes a schedule, and uh, don't look for healthy snacks. They don't exist. Eat healthy meals. Boom. Amen, Kiki. Thank you so much. So, Kiki, oh, thank you so wh much. Where, where keep people can, uh, who are listening to this right now can find you more about you if they want to be in touch, website, just give everything here. Where do you want people to go to talk to you? Come to my website, Kiki. Flynn.com, K I K I F L Y N N.com. Sign up for my newsletter and you'll get a lot of my information, uh, weekly newsletter, and you'll see all my videos through there and my blog pieces. I have a Facebook page, Kiki Says. Please come like my page. You'll see a lot of articles that I'm reading, a lot of food that I'm eating, a lot of recipes that I'm making. And then uh, Kiki Says on YouTube. And please, if you want to interact with me, join the Facebook, private message me, or comment on the pages there, and I really do get back to everyone. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kiki, for being here, and I feel so inspired now to do more yoga. Actually, tomorrow I might do this right after my meditation practice. Wonderful, Bruno. Thank you, Thank for, Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Have an amazing day. Thanks for listening to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Go to www.brazilianhealthnut.com for much more information about how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Hasta luego!